people should realize movies shouldn't be catered to them. They should be catered to me. <laughs> it's like Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania is a bunch of poop jokes. And uh, every every grown nerd thinks that it's awful. And guess what? My When my son was three, year, three years old, three or four years old, he saw that, and he thought it was the most hilarious movie he'd ever seen to that point. So You know, I actually like David's idea. I want them catered specifically to me. I'd like to see a movie called Noah Boss Baby, where I become a boss baby, and all the jokes are things I would think was funny, specifically. <laughs> They're all like uh, antecedent to things that happened in your life. Yeah, and yeah. then I'll be like, man, this is the best movie ever. I don't understand why no one else likes it. It's a bunch of inside jokes like, I haven't seen anything like that since that time the uh, snake got in the kitchen. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we spent $120 million. What about, that time, what about that time that you got an extra extra popsicle in first but, grade? When, um, but here's <laughs> the thing. You cannot do like a family cutaway scene. You just got to say it and move on with the movie. That's fine. I get it anyway. I don't need to see the cutaway. I lived it, so that's fine. <laughs> Still a good I movie. Just, I just love the idea of it's like, oh, we spent $120 million. We're hoping he'll at least see it twice. It's just me in a theater <laughs> yeah. sitting right in the center by myself. Well, he, but we've done our, we've done our uh, uh, research. Noah Day goes to see movies in IMAX. That's an extra five bucks right there. Oh, fair point. So any movies based on Noah Day has to be IMAX only. <laughs> clearly, clearly, if we're looking to make money, we picked the right person to make movies for. <laughs> Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast that tries to bring nerd culture to a normal world. I am your master of the geekly arts, Daniel Dunstan, and with me, returning for the first time in 2018 after let's just call it a bit of a break we have the full panel here david hood i am no longer afraid of even numbers well we're on episode five so you can't prove that yet but it's 2018 ah <laughs> oh, fair point noah day don't forget to write clever intro tag is written on my hand nailed it and of course chris tomlin I don't think I'm going to hit my stride till episode nine, so I apologize. <laughs> That's a cliffhanger. Wait till episode nine. <laughs> Come back. Which, at our current schedule, episode nine will be up sometime in 2020. <laughs> I like that pace. It's <laughs> a solid pace. So, first off, guys, we've not really talked since the Star Wars podcast before Christmas, and David wasn't even there. Everyone doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I got a brand new mic. Are you asking if we're doing okay in the wake of Star Wars or just in general? I survived. Well, it. in the wake of Star Wars, <laughs> <Okay>. I think. <laughs> I'm good. I came to I came to terms with that movie and made my peace with it, and I like it now, and I'm fine, and just whatever. Can I can can I ask that question really quick? Yeah, I mean, because last time we left off, Daniel and Noah, you guys both uh, were not super fans but you guys were both gonna go see it again can we get a quick update i made my peace with it i did not see it again it's done we and i like it we're fine we're moving it's on. i have settled on the fact that it is more or less fine it has really good moments it has its high points i'm not it has some slow paced moments but overall so, so hear me out real it's, quick it's good um i was getting ready to go see it 
when we decided that my wife should see all the movies before it because she only saw Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we just finished that, so I still haven't seen it. I'm, I'm trying to just be less critical, so I'm trying to think... I'm trying to find a, a nice level of thinking while watching movies, somewhere between being overly critical of it and forgetting major plot details while I'm still watching the movie. I'm trying to think somewhere <laughs> in between there while I watch. I, I saw it again, and I will say, that Casino Planet shit is still terrible. It's very it's, bad. It's really it's bad. so bad. Maybe it just poisoned the well for the rest of the movie for me. Maybe like seeing that just made me think like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> find things wrong with the rest of it because that was so bad. I think that's part of the problem is just not to get into spoilers since there is someone here who hasn't seen it. Okay, so I'm the worst. <laughs> but <laughs> you are. But we'll let hey, it slide. Hey, to, who let you? <laughs> to be <in>? fair, <laughs> to be fair, I'm not the worst because I still like the originals better than the prequels. Unlike my wife. Oh, well, hold Ooh, up, wow. hold up, David, hold up. <laughs> Shots fired in divorce. Really? <laughs> yes, we wa- we watched all se- all the movies, including Rogue One and Force Awakens, and she said she liked the prequels the best. <laughs> it- you know what I loved? That Attack of the Clones. <laughs> why couldn't why couldn't Empire yeah. have been more like Attack of the Clones? You know what? Sand is really coarse, and it does get everywhere. <laughs> hey guys, guys, guys! With no mention it throughout the entire trilogy, I have the high ground. now in what order did you show them to her prequels rogue one oh there's your mistake i asked her if she wanted to go by release date or by (laughs) series of events by by average age of uh, stars (laughs) (laughs) see you have to start with episode four and then go sorry i failed you did See, I like to I like to play them in the order of like one of my friend's phone numbers, seven five one two three six four. Everyone call that number now. <laughs> call it now. That's the order I show everyone. Them in. See, I I, I prefer the weird order of going in reverse. It's like t- telling a story backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought Vader just died. What's he doing here? Well, if, you, if you do that, you get. You know, Yoda is born and is very <laughs> vibrant at the end, which is, I think we can all agree, awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> Another good way to watch is to watch A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and then cut back to Terminator 2, <laughs> <laughs> followed by Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens. Very good. I like that. It totally changes the entire story, and it's very confusing. <laughs> at what point do you put Wrath of Khan in that mix? <laughs> I like to throw ice pirates in there. <laughs> so is anybody getting like super pumped for Black Panther? Because like I, I know like I think one of the first episodes we did, I said I was really nervous about it because I was like, I just honestly sometimes I just can't imagine how Marvel keeps up the steam and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm like really jazzed up about this movie. Yeah. The, first I, off, I can see we're still doing well in transitions. <laughs> Smooth as we did not work on that while you were gone. All right, fantastic. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm also really excited for Black Panther. The I think the trailers look really good. It has, I think, broken a bunch of records for pre-sales already. So I think it's going to actually be really good. I'm super excited to see it. Yeah, it, that those trailers are lights out. I mean, like 
it, it, um, I've almost I've stopped watching anything about it though because there's so much in the first trailer that I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm cut. I, sometimes I have these self-imposed trailer bans, yeah. and I've, I've put Same. one for myself on uh, Black Panther because I don't want to see anything else. There's a lot in that first trailer. I feel like I've seen so many movies now that if I see the trailer, I can almost picture exactly how the mm-hmm. movie goes before I even go. Mm-hmm. I, I think the one I'm most excited for is uh, kind of like how Guardians of the Galaxy, how I went in there not knowing anything about it. I know very minimal about Black Panther. Outside outside yeah, of too, the ruler of Wakanda, and he has, like, super agility or whatever, I know, like, zero about him, and that he married, he was married to Storm for a while. That's about all I know about Damn. him. He was, yes. I didn't know that. Will she be in the movie? No. No, because no, Dis- they're still working Disney on that. Disney didn't buy him out quick enough. Well, I think that deal's still rattling around and has to get like government approval. I just say leave them. Like I don't want the X Men no. in there. It's just too much. I can't see if, if you're gonna put all. the X Men in there, just do them as a cameo, if anything. I, I just, I, you know, at a certain point, I just they'll start making movies so fast. I just can't afford to see them all. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense to put the X Men in there right now because they need to save the X-Men for when the Avengers are played out and they need something fresh and then they can start that new. But if they've done the X-Men anytime recently, they're going to be locked into certain people and but, certain but situations. The, but the thing yeah. is, if you introduce the X-Men while the Avengers still going strong, you could have the X-Men versus the Avengers. Yeah. You could. It's just getting too messy. Uh, isn't it like, it's isn't the uh, MCU supposed to end at like Avengers 4 or something? The MCU... As we know it, they're saying is going to end at Avengers Four, but I think mostly what that is is you'll see a lot of characters no longer be a part of it. Probably like probably yeah. like Iron Man and stuff like the original ones will probably be gone, being substituted in for yeah newer guys. I'd say probably probably Iron Man wouldn't be surprised for Hulk, Thor, and Captain America. When will Deadpool begin to start crossing over? He's that's a, the one I'd be interested in. That's a different studio, though, right? I mean, well, not, well, and it's, once this deal goes through, it's no longer a different studio. Oh. I think yeah. I don't. I don't think Deadpool needs a crossover. It's kind of like a parody of a superhero movie. I don't. I don't think it'd be useful at all. Yeah, Deadpool kind of has a good thing going pending the movie, the movie two. He has a really good thing going right now, and I, I just don't want to throw a wrench in it just to try to get him in more stuff. Well, I think they've more or less released a statement or, like, articles have come out that basically say, like, look, we're a long way away from anyone from, like, Fox being able to appear in Marvel movies. So I think this is a thing we don't need to worry about too much. It'll be a a while. I I think there was a big concern with Deadpool is if Disney will keep them R. Yeah, that's a thing I'm worried about. But we'll see. It's well. I Disney now, Disney used to back in the nineties. They used to launder all of their R-rated movies through Touchstone. Remember that? Uh-huh. Uh, they had like Down and Out in Beverly Hills. I remember being one of them. Uh, I can't remember some of the other ones, but anytime you saw Touchstone, it was like, "Oh, that's a Disney movie. That's just their adult." Yeah, imprint. that's. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried. I think the. I don't think that they. You know, Disney's going to shy away from making art. I mean, I mean, well, Deadpool. Like, did, Deadpool, Disney's in the business of making if money. If Deadpool keeps raking in money like it did the first movie, like Disney's going to be like, ah, why touch it? It's it's a money maker. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they're usually pretty smart about we bought this, so we can just kind of sit back, let it do its thing, and it will bring in billions of dollars. Yeah, you probably won't see it at Disney World. You like you won't see him. <laughs> I'm serious. Like you like they'll probably stick it. With- Keep him away from that stuff, but... Probably. What, you don't want to ride the Deadpool ride where you just chop people's heads off? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a roller coaster where, you know, you kick someone's head off that's trying to get under it. You just, you get points for that. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining what Deadpool the ride would be. (laughs) To all our fans, tweet us what you think Deadpool the ride would be. (laughs) Well, speaking of Marvel, ahead of uh, the Black Panther release or worldwide release, um, I think they re- I think they did release the trailer for the Black Panther premiere. They just released a trailer for the movie coming out in July, which is Ant Man and the Wasp. All right, now bringing back up the Ant Man and the Wasp, I just got to say one thing. You know how Superman has the S on his for hope because that's what he fights for. What do you think the Wasp fight for? <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> All right, let's set this up real quick for the people who might not have seen the costume. I'll include a link in the description. There is some controversy about the costume of the wasp because there may or may not, depending on how you're looking at it, be a penis on the costume. They're, this is this is confusing. They're, they're, it's not may or may not. There is. <laughs> this is confusing because now I'm not sure if Evangeline Lilly is making me horny because she's Evangeline <laughs> Lilly or because I have some sort of deep-seated psychological thing going on. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, I get it. Like, I, here's the thing. I've heard, you know, and I think I heard Daniel say this, but like Ant-Man's costume is supposed to look like an ant's face mm-hmm. and wasp's costume is supposed to look like a wasp's face that is such a common mix-up between a penis and a wasp's face i can't tell you how many times a wasp has come up and stung me and i've just been like ah i just got bit in the arm by a dick dude dude, i I can totally understand that because i was in the shower last night and i thought there was a wasp there and then It's a very common. It's a very common. And it, and it magically changed size. <laughs> it got bigger. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least it's not about duck dicks this time. <laughs> that dick just flew up and hit me in the eye. Just regular dicks. Eye. Just regular dicks on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I know, at first when I heard people talking about it, I was like, this can't be real. And then I looked, and someone, like, flipped the picture upside down, and you're like... I like how it took someone flipping it upside down. Like, it didn't... (laughs) I don't see it. I mean... As it turns, then you're, like... It just becomes illuminated to you. (laughs) It is a penis. Well, well, they flip it upside down, and they just put, like, a square around it saying, look at this! Now, let me ask you guys, is this a done deal then? They can't change this now because this movie's already, I'm assuming, in the can. I, I, I think, think it's probably a done deal. It, I think if they react to it in any way, that it's just going to, it would be worse than just being like, yeah. <laughs> it'd probably just be terrible CGI. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing DC spent how much money CGIing out Henry Cavill's mustache? How much do you think Marvel would be willing to spend to CGI out the penis on the costume? 
Uh, they'll just tell people to deal with it. We'll fix it next time she comes on screen. <laughs> I said they just lean into it. Yeah, it's a dick. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Be mature about it. Hey, nice dick costume. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you don't see me making a comment about it every time you wear a dick on your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it might be intentional because anyone she's attacked, all the guys would be like, is that a dick? And she'd be like, too bad, bam! Yeah. It's, like a re- it's like the ambiguously gay duo. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, I just, I don't know. And, much like a penis, uh, it can change sizes because she can <laughs> Oh, God. It, it is, yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't have pim particles. She just, in cold weather, she just... Shrinks. Let's be honest, though. Pim particles already sounds a little suggestive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pim, Pim is very close to sounding like Pim-miss. Pim-miss. Yeah, that is. That, now, now you're just stretching it. Yeah, I tried. Don't don't stretch it, Noah. You'll hurt stuck, yourself. Stuck the landing. So, so can I think as of my, my biggest problem with this trailer was? Oh, are we talking about the trailer now yeah. and not continually making dick jokes? <laughs> it's not funny. It's not a funny trailer. And the movie, the Ant-Man is funny and... We're supposed to think this is the funny Marvel, you know, comics universe one. They had comical moments, like when he shrunk the building, then he pulled up that lever like it's a travel suitcase. They had little little funny things like that. Wait, but but didn't you... See, that took me... That launched me down a rabbit hole of, how did he design that building? Like, how was that building Okay, I thought the same thing. Here's here's my thinking on how he did that. Uh, He shrunk the building down. And then installed the little slidey thing. And then it's not too complicated. Yeah, then you just re- regrow it and then you do the interior decoration. Yeah. Or what if he built it on the small scale and just very no, like, minute that's even, details? No, my way is so much easier. Just take the building already done and, I guess, effectively steal it uh, by shrinking it and then install a little handle on the tiny building you've already got built. But how how do you drill into that building without like do, taking any structural beams out? Or it's killing small. the people inside it. There's no people inside of it. You do it on a Sunday. Well, we don't know there's no people. How do we know in that moment in the trailer he shrunk the building, Deb from accounting wasn't inside, yeah. just putting in a long day to make sure everyone gets paid? Deb has been told repeatedly not to work weekends. No overtime. Deb cares about this company and was volunteering her time that weekend, and now she is a criminal just going around with all of them. No, she surely died. Oh, she definitely. Remember the first movie? If you if you shrink without the suit, you just turn a little piece of goo. Oh, so Deb is now goo. Okay, so what? Yeah, so yeah, so what shrinks? That's that's a good point, David. So, if it's made with something that shrinks, then if a regular person was in that building, they were just crushed to death. I I like to think he would shrink. I like to think he would shrink the building, and it would just explode into dust, and there'd be a pile of corpses. Jeez! <laughs> like that did not work at all. <laughs> I should not be playing with this stuff. Nerds for normal people, dick jokes and death. Yeah, <laughs> we have gone on a wide range here. Frankly, I'm proud that we made it this far into the podcast without mentioning a pile of corpses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
the big joke in this trailer, though, is at the end. Like, the big trailer joke is, hey, she has all that stuff on her suit. Did you have that stuff when you made my suit? Yep. Like that's the joke. Like it's like that's like yep. that's the and joke they. I mean, yeah. from a narrative trailer standpoint, that's the funniest joke they hung their hat. I thought on. they kind of like missed a chance there to be like, because you know that's her dad. He could have been like, yeah, that's my kid or something. You know, like he's being overprotective, so well, he gave it, her a bunch of. But shit. that's not as funny. Yeah, yeah it's as funny. It feels like. Because the mo the line like that in the first Ant Man trailer was that I think our first m- option should be to call the Avengers, like where they st- like here's the danger and you need to do this. And it's just like how about we don't. I thought it looked fun. Uh, am I the only one who thought the Ant Man thing looked fun? I thought it looked see, fun. See, see, I, I thought the trailer just did more of the storyline than the jokes. I think there's gonna be plenty of jokes in it because that would make yeah. the first Ant Man popular. I yeah. mean, they didn't. Yeah, it'd be it'd be funny. But uh, the the trailer was just trying to get the storyline out, not just all the jokes. I saw there's, a, there's a, also no Michael Pena in the trailer. Right? No, he he is and in there in very in quickly there? one shot. Oh, you know what? He's the best in Ant Man. Oh, he is. Hey, you know what? I think uh, I'll bet you, and this would be great. I mean, I'm only speculating, but. Uh, Maybe it's good that they didn't show all the jokes because then you yeah, won't know point. they're coming. <laughs> yeah, I it, I agree with you, Noah. But it it I don't think I'm unreasonable to ask for the one joke the they showed to be funny. Right. I you know? I think that's reasonable to ask for, and I think one thing because I saw a lot of people online talking about how they liked it seemed to focus on like the heist movie aspect of Ant Man. Yeah. And I was like, I get that. But I feel like what made Ant-Man work wasn't just the fact it was a heist movie. It was also the fact that you had fun characters who interacted well. And I sort of... I I agree with Chris that I kind of feel like... I'm not saying I want every joke in the trailer, because that, that's been done in movies, and it leads to movies not being funny when you see them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just wanted the one or once or twice when they tried to do a joke moment for it to maybe be a little funnier. Cause I also feel like at the end, the hello kitty Pez dispenser was supposed to be like, look, isn't this sort of fun and random? And I'm just like, I, well, they I mean, did that yeah. in the first one too, because the first one, the finale hinged on a Thomas, the tank engines, but that one in the trailer had the wonderful <clears throat> moment of you see quickly like the big fight and then it zooms out and you just see it like a train slightly topple over like a toy train and that was i thought a good moment yeah i thought that was incredibly funny i think it's gonna be good i ain't I, too worried i will say they did some fun stuff with the size changing especially the car chase they showed briefly yeah where, where she shrunk under it then regrew to flip the car over yes that was awesome and i will say evangeline lily looks awesome and looks like she's going to be a cool superhero. She is a lovely lady. She's a handsome hey. woman. <laughs> she is. Now, if only she could get a costume without a penis on it. <laughs> and we return to penises. <laughs> we will always return there, David. All right, guys, it's been a while since we talked about dicks. You want to go back to that? Now, Welcome to Dicks for Normal. Oh shit, there's a wasp in here. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> Do you have clothes on? <laughs> Why are you seeing wasps? 
<laughs> David, hey. we're learning way too hey. much about how hey. you record these. Hey, I am home alone with just two dogs. I can do whatever the hell I want. What are you doing to those two dogs? Yeah. Well, right now they're just sleeping here, and um. So yes. Wow, Good it jokes. took you way too long to think of what you were doing with those dogs. <laughs> are you trying to make up what you're? <laughs> Let's see what do uh, what do dogs do? <laughs> I'm definitely not subjecting them to things, that's for sure. No, Noah, I know you had some concerns about you thought Marvel might drop the ball on an upcoming movie. I put them away. I put those concerns away. I'm ha- I'm just on for the. I'm just still going along for the ride, man. So you're happy thinking that, you're thinking that we're good. Yeah, just happy to be here. All right. Yep. There we go. And check that one off. All right. Well, that 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 is that. <laughs> I just get, I just can't like, uh, you know, I just can't believe that they keep coming out with really good movies. But I guess if I think back on it, there's some that were kind of stinkers. But I, well, I can't think of one that wasn't good. No, Doctor, Str- I didn't think Doctor Strange was very good. Yeah, oh. I Doctor Strange was like, if you think of it in terms of all the other ones, it's not as good. But like the last one that I saw that just was kind of like a dud to me was Age of Ultron. Yeah, I I think they started to hit their stride. And a lot of that is, well, we'll just let our creative people be creative. And there hasn't been like a Thor 2 type of bad <laughs> one for a long time. Or even a Thor 1 type of bad one. <laughs> I don't even think Thor 1 was that bad. It was fun enough. I just think Thor 2 was just really terrible. It was the worst Marvel movie. You think Thor 2 was the worst? Well, 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 well when you say worst Marvel movie, do you mean current MCU? Or are we talking like Howard the Duck here? Um, that's, yeah, just the current MCU. I don't even count Incredible Hulk and stuff. Like, just, if you, if you just count what they've done since Iron Man, then I think Thor 2 is the The Incredible Hulk movie was done post-Iron Man. That is actually, I I think, still I thought that was okay. I like that one, actually. That was fine with that. punches the guy with car hands. (laughs) Now, the first Hulk movie is not canon anymore. It's pretty rough. Yeah, that one's bad. I saw that in theaters when I would have been like, I don't know, 12 or something. Me and my dad went to go see it, and we both walked out of there and we're like, wow, that was... Oh. I still say that that every critic in the United States missed a prime opportunity for that movie to to title their their review, You Wouldn't Like Me When I'm Ang Lee. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I saw that movie, I was uh, I was a little younger than you even, Daniel, but uh, for some reason, I was scared of it, because when he would, like, Hulk out and stuff, I don't know why, but it was, I was, I just couldn't watch it, like, he would go to, he would start getting mad, and I would just, like, hide my head in the theater, like, oh, God! <laughs> so you were probably really happy then that when they do the final fight, it's in a murky undersea environment at night, and you can't see a damn thing. You just can't <laughs> tell what's going on. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, this is a weird. That's the only thing I remember about that movie is that whenever I was a kid, I thought like, "Oh God, he's morphing into a green man." I, giant, I ah. remember too much. The Hulk poodles. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Oh yeah, God. Yeah, because his dad bred a bunch of Hulk dogs. I liked, I liked uh, one part where he was uh, jumping around in the desert. I thought that's kind of that looks kind of fun. 
That's about it. That's I love, all I like I love in that all the long shots of just Hulk looking wistful while staring at things in the desert. Yeah. But it was it was just kind of funny, just jumping like a billion feet at a time and, and just stand there and look around and then jump another billion <laughs> feet. Not too bad. Yeah, a billion feet ain't bad. That might break a world record or two. Would Hulk be allowed to be in the Guinness Book of World uh, Records? Probably not. Or would they say that's some kind of performance enhancing thing? They probably say you are nuclear gamma enhanced. You can go to hell. I say just let him break all the records, so people will just quit trying. <laughs> I don't want to have to buy. I don't want to have to buy a new one of those books all the time. So just have one book with all his records, and then be like, I, I got it. Yeah, and they they just reprint it every year, just in case anyone doesn't have it already. <laughs> every so often, you get someone who's like, "I'm gonna take the Hulk down." It's like, oh, okay. Good luck with that. What's the world record of powerlifting? A whole planet, huh? <laughs> Better start eating my <laughs> grains. Mm, them Cheerios. <laughs> hey, is anybody going to Comic-Con this year? Lexington Comic-Con? I wish I could. I do not have any plans to. David, you should. Christopher Savitt's going to be there. Oh, damn, that would be awesome. What kind of nerd podcast is this? What well, well, I'm going to LexCon. Greg Capullo is going to be there. I don't. I don't Look. live in Lexington. Oh, yeah. You don't so. live that far. You could come down. That's well, beside the point. Greg Capullo is going to be in Lexington. So mm-hmm. if anyone listening is a nerd and likes comic books, Greg freaking Capullo of Batman fame is going to be there. See, I'd be more excited about Sabbath. <laughs> mm. There are other cool people who are supposed to be there. I think Chuck Norris and Billy D. Williams. I don't really ever care about the media guests and stuff. Like, I just go for the comics. So I'm I'm more excited about like Greg Capullo and then the the other person. Like, he's always there. But I say if you go to LexCon, you have to stop and see Kyle Starks. His stuff is amazing. In what universe is Chuck Norris like fit in like a Comic Con world? Dodgeball. The universe where Chuck Norris needs a buck. I think it's just nah. I, I don't even think. I don't even think he needs money. Surely he's never done anything that's remotely like. You don't know. He could just be a comic book fan. It's just. It's honestly. <laughs> then he's just be paying the go like he's, else. he's just going as a fan. <laughs> it's just fan stuff. It's just. Oh man, there's all those jokes about him, and he's gonna be there. Wow. Yeah. I guess all it is. Chuck it's, Norris of meme fame. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Chuck Norris of memes. <laughs> he'll just have a bunch of printed out pictures of memes that he'll sign. <laughs> John Barrowman from Torchwood and Doctor Who is going to be there. As well as from Arrow. Oh, dude, I'm, I forgot about John Barrowman being there. That is, that is something else. He is... I wish I could go. I will sadly be covering sports for a little show called Hey Kentucky. I will try to see John Barrowman, and I will try to see Greg Capullo. I've already seen once, but like, and then just whatever else. But Noah, you're not a Doctor Who guy, right? Oh yes, I am. I'm just Are behind. You? Yeah, I'm just you're like behind. way behind, right? I'm on season nine. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen half of Peter Capaldi. Yeah, same. See, I'm Chris, right there with you. I think yeah. only I think you and I are the only ones who have seen the most yeah, recent Doctor I'm, Who. I'm caught up. I do love me some Doctor. Okay, I should clarify. I am post Gallifrey. Well, <laughs> little asterisk on that. When I say post Gallifrey, I mean from 2005. 
Yes. Hey, I am a, I am pretty far behind though. Has his dick fallen off yet? No, it turned out to just be a wasp. Oh, it man. flew away. But he's but he's changed into Lady Doctor. Yes. Okay. Cool. In a uh, Christmas special farewell episode that was actually, in my opinion, amazing and really good. Yeah, that's great. Amazing. I like how amazing you said a, a really, really good, amazing. a really uh, powerful. Descriptor and then a kind of whatever. It was more than amazing amazing and bad at the same time. That was so extremely kind of (laughs) good. It was great. I can't wait to see what kind of personality they're going to give her because it'll be interesting. Well, I I hope it's. I hope it's. I mean, they should make her like a female tenant. I think because Mm -hmm. uh, that would fit her. The that would that's who they need right now. They need fun. They need kind of a funny doctor. Uh, or when I say funny, I mean like sort of a a lighter. Di- they're gonna have to break her in some, somehow. So they're yeah. gonna they can't make her serious. People are gonna hate her out the bat. Oh yeah, I I will be really interested when that comes back to see how uh, Jody Whittaker does. Well, good news, you only have to wait a really long time. I know it's gonna <laughs> how be long forever. Is it gonna be? It takes- it, it's gonna take about two Rick and Morty seasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so just never. <laughs> it's gonna take twenty five percent of a Game of Thrones book, or yeah. two Rick and Morty seasons, or, or it's gonna take about fifty percent of a the next season of Game of Thrones. That's right. true. Just wait for Game of Thrones, and you'll be pleasantly surprised when Doctor Who pops up. <laughs> <laughs> this it'll take about a tenth of a Half Life Three. Uh, I need to. Get <laughs> Double D, a tenth of an infinity is still infinity. Fair point. <laughs> I might try to I might try to start on season nine of Doctor Who this uh it's this been, weekend or something. It's been good. Which season is that? Uh, uh I think that's the most recent. Season uh-huh. nine is? I thought season really? ten was. Oh, you know, you're right. It's season ten. Alright. Well, moving on now to DC. DC Comics recently sort of announced they have found their directors for the Flashpoint movie. John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein have been brought on as directors. They wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, and they also have directed movies such as Vacation recently. Now, a weird thing is, initially they said they were going, they were looking at, I think, Ben Affleck to direct, and he turned it down, and now they've gone to two comedy directors. So that's just a bit of a turn. What are they doing over there? Like, what, Flashpoint? Are you serious? Flashpoint's like, Flashpoint is kind of like Civil War with Marvel. Like, Marvel couldn't have done, like, Civil War as a movie unless they had all those other great movies before them. So they're doing Flashpoint, which is not that interesting, Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is where I. This is where I earn my keep on this podcast. What is Flashpoint? All right, Flashpoint is a graphic novel series that, or a graphic novel that came out roughly ten years ago, or no, not even that much, like six years ago. And basically, what it is is Flash does a thing that affects the timeline. I'm trying to be a little vague for people who maybe are excited for the movie and haven't seen. I don't think the movie's going to be anything like the comic. I really doubt that. I mean, it'd be tough. More or less, 
something changes history and it starts a new timeline and you get stuff like there's a different Batman and there's like a war between Atlantis and the Amazons and the whole world is falling apart and it kind of all hinges on Flash to save it. And in the comics, they used it to relaunch their entire line. So all their superheroes changed. Everything was different afterwards. Which is why the fact it's coming out in 2020 after just like two more DC movies or three more DC movies at that point makes it a weird choice. I like John Francis Daly though. You know who that is, don't you? Anybody? That sounds familiar. He was the kid from Freaks and Geeks. Oh yeah. And he also directed uh, the Vacation reboot, which is better than people thought it was. I I never saw the Vacation reboot. Yeah. People didn't go see it because it was a vacation reboot, and it was terrible as a vacation reboot, but it was funny as a regular movie. Huh. I might have to check that out. But, Noah and David, I know you are familiar with the Flashpoint storyline, and especially the ramifications that came afterwards with them relaunching all their universe... How it's, do you how do you see this now that we're getting this fairly early ish in the DC universe? I I think it's a soft reboot. Yeah, probably that. I got, but if they yeah, it's a soft reboot, and if it's not that, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they pick that story because it just it's they don't they don't have a lot of characters that are that good right now. They haven't really done anything that good, so like I don't really care about like those characters that much and so I don't think the story will be as interesting. Like I think that story is only cool if you like you know are invested in those characters stories and the only ones I like are like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. like I I think Flash this Flashpoint's going to be so they can keep Wonder Woman and the Flash who people love and maybe get a new maybe younger Batman. Well, no. I mean, Ben Affleck has already more or less said he kind of wants out from Batman, yeah. and I think Flashpoint's his way out. Well, it was weird that they Could decided be. to. It was weird that they decided to do a DCU like Marvel has with the MCU, and then they started with uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman, like old Batman. Yeah, that's, that's just like they started at a really weird place. They started with him at the end of his career. For like the beginning not, of their franchise, not just the end of his career. He was retired until Superman came back. Yeah, or just came. just like in Dark Knight Returns, and it's like Dark Knight Returns is supposed to be like Batman's last stand, kind of, and like well, it, except they've done two sequels to it, and they started there. Well, in Dark Knight Returns, Batman and Superman already had history where something happened where the, all the superheroes besides Superman for some reason were banned, and so Batman went into retirement and he came back out. Mm-hmm. And that's what started the fight because the government sent Superman after Batman. Yeah, it, but there was none of that in Batman vs Superman. It was just well, I don't. I'm, I'm 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 old Batman. I'm gonna fight your ass. Well, that's not the point I'm making. Is just that they they picked old Batman to start the DCU. Like, why not pick yeah. young Batman to start? Because then he's young. Because he's like, because like now I watch it and I'm just like, God, isn't he just tired? Like a fallen. <laughs> like, can he just stay up late and follow around all these? other people and stuff when he's already like old and broken up you know yeah. 
He how has, long can he? How long can he keep up with like Wonder Woman and Superman and stuff when he's like retired? He, he already can't. Yeah, just should have picked a young guy, or just not. He just just should have went uh, with young Batman, not not old but Batman. The, but that's what I'm saying. Flashpoint will get a new younger Batman. Do you think DC has a problem where they're not thinking all this stuff through? I think that's definitely the case. I know they brought in a new, like, sort of vice president to more or less help manage their whole thing. It's, uh, his name's Hamada. They just need to hire a continuity editor. That's all they gotta do, right? Well, the thing is, they need someone like Kevin Feige that can look at the big picture of the whole thing and be like, because, like, if you look at all the Marvel movies, like, they all kind of seem like they all fit in the same universe and they all kind of are i don't know if it's thematically similar or like what but they all just feel cohesive like they've i don't know i don't know how they do that Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know how to describe what it is that they did differently but it's like you know dc is just a hodgepodge they need somebody that can look at the big picture and be like what do we want the dcu to look like Mm -hmm. and be like and I think that's what this guy is supposed to do, though he's mainly just worked with like insidious and lower budget horror movies. I think, or it might not even be insidious, but he's worked mostly with horror movies. But I think they're hoping he can kind of get them on the right track. They tried that with Jeff Johns in that role, but he's someone who's never worked in movies, and I think was just a little out of his weight class. I also think... um. The MCU, after the first Avengers, they were obviously building towards Thanos, whereas the DCU, they, they're just like going movie yet to movie. They don't have a end goal. Well, Justice League hinted at Darkseid. Did they give a hint like in the Avengers where you saw uh, Thanos? No, which they, they couldn't nail upper lip CGI, so I'm not sure they could nail Darkseid and look good. Ah, that's a fair point. Maybe this will be a chance for them to just more or less start fresh from within the same universe and get someone to kind of guide them. The other option is it could just be maybe they're just using the name Flashpoint for the movie, and it's not actually going to be that story, because, I mean, Noah mentioned earlier, Age of Ultron, same kind of deal of Joss Whedon just took the Age of Ultron title from the comics and not any of that story, for the better, probably. Because that story was garbage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the only thing I'm worried about is, and maybe it's for the best, but just feels like doing a story that could be a reset of any kind when you'll be at that point like six movies in or something, it could just be like, well, time to throw all this story out. See you guys later. Chris... Since I know where you don't have the same kind of knowledge, at least of this comic story, as we do, like when you hear Flash movie, especially with those two directors, like what are you hoping to see? I mean, uh, okay, I don't watch the Flash show, okay? Uh Um, I like the Flash. If you were to, I haven't watched Justice League yet, I almost did last weekend. but I haven't yet. And to me, I'm interested in the flash. I mean, like as as a non DC guy, I know the flash, he's an accessible character to me. 
Uh, if you wanted to build a franchise on the Flash fresh, I would probably be on board. Um, but I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, John Francis Daly is a name I know, but he's not enough to make me think, oh, I got to go watch this. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, you know, DC is like, fool me once, shame on you. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. at this point, it's like, I'm tired of getting fooled. I mean, Wonder Woman was good. That's it. You know, and in retrospect, I'm beginning to question whether Wonder Woman was that good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, God. the further I get away from Wonder Woman, the more I'm like, Wonder Woman might have just been the right movie for the right moment for a country. Mm-hmm. And I don't it's know how boring. good it was. It's not that great. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, DC, I'm just kind of out to lunch on. I mean, I. They're making a Suicide Squad too, though. I saw that. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a thing. How on earth have they? Would they think that's a good idea? Like, because what the them? first one made money. You know what they need to do? Wow. They need to like they need to stop trying to catch up tomorrow. Like, I feel like they're trying to catch up. They're trying to throw as many movies as they can out to keep uh, them coming out at at the same pace as Marvel. But it's like, in a way, what I think it is. It's like they're trying to be Marvel, or they're like, okay, we want to catch up to Marvel or beat Marvel at what they're doing. You can't, uh-huh. They can't do the same thing. You can't recreate what they're doing. They need to slow down, get, get like an idea like, let's pick two or three stories and do the shit out of them, and then see how people react to them and go from there. They're already way behind Marvel. They should just... Pick a couple of really good stories and do those really well and focus on making those really good. And if the reaction is good, then hopefully they can build off of that. But they don't even have like a good foundation to build off of. The thing that sucks is that if it had been done correctly, Suicide Squad could have been great. Because it could have been the complete antidote to everything Marvel. You know, it's like Marvel's doing all this stuff. We're going to go with a balls-to-the-wall con air style movie about super villains and if it had been good i mean that could have been a real thing for them and they screwed that up so i mean it's- it was funny like the direct like everybody i saw a conversation where people were like telling the director like why wasn't joker the villain which is what i said what i thought was when i saw the trailer that's what i thought it was and i thought that's genius but, like, I saw a bunch of people asking him, like, why wasn't Joker the villain? Like, why? And he was like, believe me, he's like, no one is more aware of that mistake than I. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it, it just, it seemed like all they did in, all they did in Suicide Squad was walk around that city is what it felt <laughs> like. That's all I can remember them doing is just walking around the city, like, looking tough. And not one <laughs> of them was, like, a villain. They were all just like, oh, my kid's sick, or oh, I'm a reptile and no one understands me. Yeah, yeah. I love in that one you have the. It's like this is Killer Croc. He's kind of like half man, half reptile. All right, here's this thing. We have to go underwater and plant this bomb. We're gonna send a whole team in. It's like, but you have you have the one guy. All right. Yeah, but we need him for other reasons. <laughs> we need him in case we need to be out in the sun for a long time with our mouth open. <laughs> I will say this. I did watch, and Daniel, I think I've told you this before. I did watch the director's cut of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And which everybody was like, this is a totally different movie. And I'm not, 
sold it's a totally different movie, but having seen them both, if I had seen the director's cut of Suicide Squad, I probably wouldn't would have given it at least a pass for being almost like a early 2000s, late 90s Bruckheimer movie. You know, just, <laughs> but, you know, those are fun. Yeah, like Con, no. Con Air is fun. The Rock is fun. I mean, like, those movies are fun. You can make a fun, shitty action movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can make sort of the stupid, fun action movie. I mean, what, they kind of even tried that a bit last year with Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah. Well, speaking of people calling action movies stupid, Jodie Foster. God, we are so good at transitions. Ladies and gentlemen, Jodie Foster. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's joining us on the podcast now. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Jodie Foster recently, uh, in an interview with the Radio Times, gave some comments about superhero movies. Back in, in Radio Times. Back, yeah, back in Radio Times. Basically, she was talking about why she makes movies, and... I'm going to quote her here. Going to the movies has become like a theme park. Studios making bad content in order to appeal to the masses and shareholders is like fracking. You get the best return right now, but you wreck the earth. It's ruining the viewing habits of the American population and then ultimately the rest of the world. I don't want to make $200 million movies about superheroes. He went on to say, I feel like I make movies because there are things I have to say in order to figure out who I am or my place in the world or for me to evolve as a person. Worst dinner guest ever. (laughs) (laughs) So I take it you're not really super jazzed up about the Black Panther trailer, Jody? I always thought fracking was how we were able to cuss on the network channels. There we go. Somebody. Wasn't that the word on Battlestar Galactica? That's, That's right. That's the joke yeah. I was making. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It's, uh, they used that so they could cuss on Battlestar Galactica. Thank you for explaining my joke, Chris. I was afraid that that would have just gone out under the radar. Are you serious? Uh, like, uh, I, I didn't mean to blow. I didn't mean to like blow up. No, your no, I swear, no. I okay. swear. I was like, well, no one got that. Wow. <laughs> I got it. I'll, I'll insert some crickets when Noah tells that joke. I got it. Book. You know why I got that? I didn't watch Battlestar Galactica, but there's a great Thirty Rock joke where uh, Salma Hayek is wearing a shirt that says "What the frack." Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> She says something like, "How can I be serious? I'm wearing this ridiculous shirt." I forget her line, but it's a great, it's a great. Chris, joke. your impression of Selma Hayek is I know, incredible. Is that, so that's that Frida Kahlo. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we think about whether or not superhero movies are doing long-term damage to filmmaking as a whole? I mean, aren't they bringing a lot more money into filmmaking? They are. As, as far as I see it, it's bringing people to theaters, so it's kind of saving it. Like, my take on it is action movies and blockbusters have been around for decades. Like, they've been around for almost as long as movies have. This isn't exactly a new thing. Like, the fact that you're getting a lot of superhero stuff now might be new, but you're still getting 
tons of movies each year that aren't mindless action movies. The difference is sometimes you have to go looking for them. In her defense, like it'd be easy to go back and be like, yeah, sure, Jody, but you were in blank. She's never really done no, a movie that she's accusing this of. I mean, like she's her conscience is clear saying this. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I am not saying, like, I mean, I fully appreciate all the work Jodie Foster's done. Maybe not Money Monster. I just think, I think that it just takes it to, it's just taking movies a little too seriously. Like, it's a little, that's a little dramatic. It's ruining the viewing habits of ma- of people or whatever. Yeah, come on. It's just movies. But but that, but that's what the people want. Well, here, that's, here's the that, thing. that's what people are buying. They're gonna they're gonna watch the superhero movies until they're tired of them, and then they're gonna go back to like artsy movies. It's just that everybody's gonna keep going back and forth and back and forth and what they want to see. It's no big deal. Just well, and I think down. it's like with any genre, like the strength of the genre. I mean, people have claimed in the past like westerns are ruining filmmaking because that's oh that's all anyone makes, and they're just making tons of money. It's like look. People go see it while they're good. If you get a point where superhero movies aren't good, or even, as we've seen examples of, movies come out that aren't good, they don't get that same level of success. I don't think Justice League managed to crack the worldwide top ten gross, but Wonder Woman did, difference being quality of film. I don't think uh, Justice League broke Man of Steel's record. It didn't. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Man of Steel's a turd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justice League has had a has been having some box office issues. But like I, to me that just shows look, people go to see these and th- maybe they aren't all thought-provoking films, but if they're good for what they are or like you can be good in ways that aren't the Shape of Water. What is the deepest thinking superhero movie? Logan. Ooh, Ooh that's a good call. That is a very Ooh. good call. Yeah, that was good. Oh, <laughs> I liked yeah. that. Uh, yeah, Logan, that's good. You could probably look and try to find some others, but I feel like Logan is just the best example of this. And I feel like the weird thing is, for Jodie Foster to make the comments on it like this year is odd because... I'd say the majority of superhero films this year have been good. That's the thing, is the majority of superhero films are good. You know, I think she probably just, if I had to guess, I'd say she's just, uh, where she's in Hollywood and stuff, she probably just exhausted with, like, I bet that's all anyone talks Mm -hmm. about over there. And I bet it's also hard for, like, her to get funding for a movie that's, like, not going to be this huge blockbuster and that it might be like oh I have to go to all these studios trying to get like a quarter of the funding for one of these movies and it's a struggle whereas they can get 250 million dollar budgets easily I think a lot of actors over there that are close to the superhero thing I think some of those actors are just getting bored oh yeah and she's she's on top of that a director as well yeah and also, I know James Gunn responded on Twitter and basically said, I think Foster looks at film in an old-fashioned way where spectacle film can't be thought-provoking. 
It's often true, but not always. Spectacle films that are innovative, humane, and thoughtful is what excites me about this job. There you go. Yeah. And James Gunn, probably with what he did with Guardians, helped shape a lot of superhero movies going forward. God, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I love them both. Guardians is a lot of fun. I mean, they they Mm -hmm. really... That was a really smart move. They took something that nobody knew so that all the weirdos couldn't complain about it. And they oh weirdos still complained about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure they I did. I mean, the but, costumes weren't but, but exactly they accurate some, to what they should have been. <laughs> but they but they but they found the most obscure thing they could do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and do well. And they cast it and had fun with it, and it ended up being funny and interesting and cool. And I mean, I remember when I watched it, I thought, you know, I haven't seen a sci-fi type of movie in a what like like a that I would be willing to buy into that universe mm-hmm. as much as I did Guardians. Like, I thought, you know, I never got into Star Trek. I was never with all that stuff. But, like, Star Wars, I buy into that galaxy. I get it. Like, I buy into that whole thing. And I thought, there's been no sci-fi thing since Star Wars that I'm willing to be like, yeah, I'll go in on this. But Guardians, I was like, yeah, I'm good yeah, with this. Yeah, like even in Guardians, even whenever they like go out into space with nothing on and survive, like I don't care. Like it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure what it, there's something with their universe or story or technology. I don't care what it is. It's just yeah. that's how things go here. I'm fine with it. And I feel like that was maybe the year because you had that Winter Soldier that came out the same year. I feel like that was the year where Marvel more or less just said okay, we're going to let these people, like these directors, just tell the stories they want to tell and do this, like do these movies the way they want to, and we'll just see what happens. And they got two of the best movies they've ever produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's great. I mean, but, but they also had Chris Pratt. Let's be honest. I mean, like Chris mm-hmm. Pratt is a golden bullet these days. Oh, definitely. You know, like Jurassic Jurassic World, you got Chris Pratt, we're good. You know, but I mean, that was the movie that got Chris Pratt going as a blockbuster star. He's one of those. Like he he he's one of the first actors in a while that like just seeing him on the seeing him on the poster will make me want to see the movie because I'm just yeah. like like kind of like Robert Downey Jr. after uh, after he did Iron Man. It was mm-hmm. like Sherlock Holmes, sure. Like, everything he did, just sure. And, you know, maybe not so much now. It's been a while since he did anything other than that I've seen. I, I can remember. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Has he done anything since <laughs> in a while other than Iron Man? I mean, I, I'm sure he has to. Who, Robert Downey? Yeah. No. Uh-uh. He hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> And before then, he didn't do much either. Like, I mean, before Iron Man, he didn't do a lot. Like, I think, like, Wonder Boys was a, was a thing for him. Before well, Iron Man, he did a lot of drugs. Or, yeah. suit, or Suitcase Boy from SNL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always forget he was a, like, he was on SNL's cast for, like, a year. Yeah. He was a kid then. He I mean, was. That, was, that was even before, before Weird Science. Is that correct? I think that might be right. I think Maybe. I think he was like Anthony Michael Hall level young. Oh yeah, he was in The Judge in 2014. That was a movie. 
Yeah. Gene Hackman? Yes. Yeah. And then as I scroll through, it's just like Marvel movies. Well, let's wrap it on up. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Wasp dick. (laughs) (laughs) To all you guys out there, watch out in the shower. It's just your dick. (laughs) If you're allergic to wasps, don't shower. If you're a female allergic to the wasp, don't shower with the guys. Chris, do you have anything you would like to promote? Check out the Funk Hazard situation. It is now has its own channel on iTunes. Ooh. Yeah, it's no longer under the KSR banner, so it is its own entity with me and Lee Cruz, and we fake fight and then talk about movies that we disagree on. So uh, have fun and check that out. Very good. And I will say, I absolutely love that podcast. It is hilarious. Noah, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Perhaps you talking about some kind of sporting events? Yeah, I've got something I wanted to ask everybody about. If you've seen the keys to a 2008 Volkswagen (laughs) Jetta, I'm looking for the keys to a 2008 Volkswagen Jetta. That is all. If anyone finds those keys, reach out to Noah Day on Twitter. That's Noah Day with two Y's. There you go. And of course, we forgot to mention CM Tomlin on Twitter. Watch Hey Kentucky. How about that? Yeah, watch, don't worry about it. Watch nah, don't worry about it. Nobody. Eh. Noah has done segments called Noah Talks Sports that are amazing. Yes. And on a slightly more serious note, Noah and Chris worked incredibly hard and put together a documentary about martin county kentucky and the water crisis they're facing and it is incredibly well done those keys too like don't forget about the keys (laughs) i need those keys yeah there's that water problem but he desperately needs those keys yeah especially if we could find those by tomorrow morning (laughs) (laughs) david do you have anything you would like to promote uh the fact i finally figured out my twitter so Find me on Twitter at the David Hood, where I have a total of zero tweets right now. <laughs> I think did I find you and follow you, David? Yes, you did. Okay, thanks Daniel. For, I just want to say thanks that for following me back, buddy. Yeah, no problem. You're uh, you're going around the room, pl- letting us plug our stuff. Sounds like a teacher calling on us to turn in our papers. <laughs> David, David, <laughs> would you like to present your paper to the class? Yes, uh, yes, I, Mr. Dunstan. Yes, I, 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 I just have a picture of my wasp. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to share those at school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and it all goes I, back I, to dicks. <laughs> it always does. I am just the school teacher, barely keeping control of the classroom on this podcast. And you can find me at Daniel Dunstan on Twitter. I occasionally tweet about stuff, usually this podcast, but also stuff involving Hey Kentucky. Also, we'd like to ask that if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, that actually does really help us out. And it would be nice to have a review that's not just saying how we all sound like we're high. Shout out to you, Mecca Charlie. We love you. Say nice things about me or I'm going to jump off this bridge I'm standing on. I crave approval. (laughs) Hello again, Mom. Alright, that does it from here. (laughs) To everyone listening at home, see you nerds.